Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builders Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about how to make consumer insights accessible to brands of all sizes. And we'll do that with Milad Zabihi. Now, Milad is the serial is a serial entrepreneur and a marketing guru. He was the co-founder of one of the biggest ride-sharing apps and an early employee in several fast-growing marketplaces where he helps them where he helped them with blitz scaling. Malad is a, has recently started a new venture and is currently the co-founder and CEO of Peakage. Now Peakage is a Techstars backed startup that empowers CPG brands with proprietary consumer insights through targeted at-home experiential marketing and consumer experiences. In just a short time since its launch, Peakage has helped dozens of consumer brands grow, expand, and collect over 5 million consumer data points. My friend, it's great to have you here on the show with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, I'm looking forward to having you tell us specifically who you at Peakage serve. Yes, we are working, we are serving basically CPG industry. We are focused mostly on food and bev cosmetics and recently cannabis. Uh, these are like some of the verticals that we are serving right now. So what sort of a geography? We are focused in North America, US and Canada right now. We are helping brands, consumer brands in these two countries right now. Okay, so I know that there's some common problems that these people have that you solve. And what are those common problems? Yeah, so it's a personal story. I will get to that. But basically, we when we look at consumer market consumer products and everything we found out that and there's a lot of research about it that actually recently hbr published a study that 95 percent of products failed every year why because consumer brands make their decisions in a vacuum they don't have access to consumer insights or consumer data or basically they can afford it. That's why they make basically random decisions. They don't know about the audience that they want to go after. They don't know if the positioning and the messaging for their products are right. They don't know if this basically channels are correct. They have little information around that. And that's why they lose a lot of money and a lot of like, you know, sales opportunity that gets lost. Wow. That's, that is very intriguing. So that's in Harvard Business Review. Can you recall the name of the article for people that want to look it up? I think if you search for just like, you know, on Google for like, you know, product failure, failures every year, HBR, HBR. you're going to okay. find that. Okay, good. I you can know, share the link after. Okay. Yeah. So our, our, the people on the podcast won't know what you're sharing, but people on the video blog and so forth and so on, they'll know. So, so. Go to the video webpage, listeners, and find out the path to that article. It should be very intriguing. So uh, what I'd like you to do is kind of walk us through 
how you go about solving the problem you've just articulated about the lack of, of available affordable data. And maybe you could tell us a case study front to back of something, a customer that you helped. And uh, that would help, I think, our listeners understand specifically how you go about doing what you do. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to do that. So going back to what I mentioned, that they don't have access to proprietary first party kind of like, you know, data. The part of it, if you just unpack that one, one part of the problem is that they can't afford it. There are data out there, but not necessarily more kind of like, you know, smaller brands or mid-tier consumer brands, they can't afford, you know, getting access to that data. So when we look at this market, we've been studying and we've been looking at like, you know, what are the ways that we can make this affordable for all brands? It's not just like, you know, for enterprises or bigger kind of like, you know, consumer brands. We found that products that the, or brands that basically they don't fail. The reason or the way that they can keep growing is to build a relationship with their audience or their users. The way that it works for consumer or CPG space is through experiential marketing. One of the most effective channels for consumer brands, if they survive, is to build that trust with consumers. And how? By letting them to try their products. So we took a very unique approach to consumer insights. So we started with like, you know, brands that basically survived. They've been doing a lot of experiential marketing, but they've been getting nothing or no data out of experiential marketing. So we started with like, you know, disrupting their experiential marketing methods to help them with the data. To give you an example, one of our early partners, Bobby's Mochi Ice Cream, they are actually a novelty ice cream. They came to us for their experiential marketing. They wanted to build that relationship and we told them that we can help you with a lot of data. They were kind of like, you know, get excited about it. So we started, we helped them to drive food traffic to their major retailer, Whole Foods. A lot of users, over 10,000 users went to the shops, picked up a trial, tried their the product, shared that data. Basically, we, our platform basically analyzes all those data points and turns them into actionable insights. So we turn those into actionable insights and we found out that a lot of users have problem finding their products in store. It's a place, there is a placement issue happening in store and they can do, they are interested in the product. They want to buy the product. They can't find the product. So when we shared this with like, you know, the partner, they were like, you know, kind of like, you know, surprised that, wow, we are losing a lot of sales out of this. We didn't know about this. We had a hunch, but we were not sure about it. So now they are building a case for Whole Foods using the data collected through Peakage to basically do some changes and make basically kind of like, you know, fix the problem. So that's sort of like, you know, how we are approaching it. And why I mentioned it's a unique way to just help them with access to data, because going back again to what I said, they can't afford access to consumer insights. Now they don't need to pay for consumer insights because they are already paying for experiential marketing and they can get more ROI out of their current spending. They get like, you know, two out of just like, you know, saying budget insights and of course, building relationship and trust with consumers. 
So when you engage with a customer like that, is that a project or is that more of a month-to-month retainer type of basis? No, we actually, we took a different approach. We are a B2B kind of like, you know, SaaS platform. They sign up on the platform. Basically, we have, there are different ways that they can get engaged on the platform. It's a very flexible kind of like, you know, platform. They can be creative and run different models or use it like, you know, in different ways. But it's basically a subscription model which they sign up and then they use it for different purposes. They want to just test one product. They want to test one retailer. They want to get access about an audience at different like, you know, forms of like, you know, uh, campaigns. So you, you charge like a seat per seat basis for a, a large company? or it's is not, it- No, it's not a seat base. It's based on the pair reach to the audience. Like, you know, I each audience it. that they reach and they collect insights out of it, they get charged one credit for that. Or I see. Okay, beautiful. I love the model. So that gives us a teeny bit of insight into my next question. And maybe you've carved out a blue ocean and you have no competition, but I think you have competition. So how do you guys differentiate from your all the competition out there? Yeah. So there are actually a lot of like, you know, good companies out there helping on the insights, generating a lot of like, you know, insights and everything. But going back again to that, you know, first problem, they are super expensive and the way that they are collecting insights basically is through different models. None of these companies are generating insights through product testing through at-home product testing. They are either through surveys, you know, social media, focus groups, stuff like that. So they are kind of like, you know, good data, but it's very different than data coming out of real genuine people interested in your products, testing your products, and then sharing their kind of like, you know, feedback and opinion, not necessarily paid users. It's not their job. They are kind of like, you know, love to be, influencer and they want to influence the products around them so it's the 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 quality of data or the type of data that is coming is basically completely different than what they can get from like you know other channels or methods one two as i mentioned we wanted to just like you know help them with not overspending on the inside so they don't need to buy data basically they get to data through their current, you know, spending or through their current, like, you know, marketing initiatives, basically hitting again, two birds with one stone. That's another kind of like, you know, a differentiator for us. Beautiful. I love those. Those are beautiful differentiators. I understand it totally. So I think our listeners now have a good understanding of, of who you serve, what their problems are, how you guys go about it differently than your competition, how you knock them out of the ball game, so to speak. So what I'd like to have you do now is kind of think about putting on a new hat. Now you're a, now you're a professor. You're going to talk to people, on, other entrepreneurs, other business owners. They're trying to build their company. Maybe they're trying to build it to the point where they consult to somebody else one day. So if you wouldn't mind, walk us through kind of the history of the company what the milestones were, what the lessons were maybe that you learned from each of the milestones. And then if you if you feel up to it, maybe you've had a mistake or two and you could share those with us too. Yeah, for sure. There are tons of like, you know, mistakes every day. As an entrepreneur, you, if you don't do mistakes, you're not doing basically, you're not improving, you're not changing. So you need to do that. 
I think our journey, basically, it's a funny story that how it started. Just talked about like my background. I, I, I am a marketer. I spent the past 10 years helping companies on the marketing side. So it was always kind of like a challenge for me, how I can basically get to my audience or to my customers using more than demographic data. How can I just like, you know, leverage and use like, you know, shoppers attributes and stuff like that, more contextual, more psychographics, right? So I always had like, you know, had this kind of like, you know, challenge. There are a lot of like, you know, platforms that help you to some certain level, but there is none that helps you, for example, reach to your audience based on their diet. You have a product that basically works based on the diet. It's difficult to target necessarily people with keto diets. So I had that in mind, but this was like more of like, you know, a personal challenge, always like thinking about it, but, and I had some experience with consumer brands working with like, you know, people one day when I moved actually to my new flat, I started to receive a sample of baby diaper in my mailbox. I was neither married nor had any kids at that time. And that was kind of like, you know, why they are wasting products, sending it to a random people, why they are going with sort of like a spray and pray strategy here. So that kind of like, you know, triggered me to just like, you know, me and my partner to just go and talk with like, you know, brand managers to understand like, you know, why they are doing this. And we found out that experiential marketing is a big strategy for these companies. That's how they just drive their sales. But then look at this. They don't even have access data to, you know, the kind of audience that they're sending their products or trials to. So that was kind of like, you know, the, 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 the trigger, trigger point for us to just like, you know, go after it. And then in the past, almost a year and yeah, almost a year that we are in the market that we've been like, you know, working, we've been growing actually like, you know, crazy. We are working right now with 20, 25 brands or partners on the platform, just like, you know, using the system or the platform on a daily basis, but there were a lot of learnings as well. So. Going back to my history, I basically, I founded the ride sharing platform. It was more than 15 million customers. I thought that I know everything I'm, I'm good at like, you know, the, 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 the marketing I know I erase funds. I'm good at fundraising. I'm good at this and that there are some of the areas that I don't know, but I can bring partner or founder that we can co-found this together and we can just like, you know, make it super successful from day one. But in reality, when you start this you get to the point that you say that I don't know nothing. I don't, I need to learn more. I need to just like understand everything is unique and different from every perspective, from fundraising to marketing. Your experience actually helps a lot in navigating ideas and like, you know, finding it. But for us, we thought that we can do it ourselves. One of maybe like, you know, not mistakes, but one of like, you know, early kind of like, you know, decisions was to bring on like, you know, help and support how we went through Techstars platform. They, they are one of like, you know, biggest accelerators in the world. They have a support system from like, you know, mentors, advisors, a lot of like, you know, business people that can help you on the sales side on the marketing, fundraising, finance, a lot of like, you know, different areas. That was kind of like, you know, a good decision that helped us like, you know, to build the areas that we need to just like, you know, get more out of it. But in terms of mistakes, 
I can say that maybe it's not even this one is a mistake, but it's a learning path for us is that when you start early on, your goal is to just like, you know, create the fly bill, right? You want to just make sure that it works. You want to just make sure that it's going. You're not thinking about future. You're not thinking about like, you know, how I'm going to scale this. You're not thinking about like, you know, what are the challenges down the road if I make this decision? And it's always, I hear this from all founders and maybe some advisors that that's fine. Think about today, just build it. You're going to fix it. But I think if you just like think of that, you're going to have, or you're going to create a difficult future for yourself. I think you need to look at, at least you need to be aware of like, you know, what are the consequences of like, you know, those decisions, meaning that, for example, when you bring your first, I don't know, brand or customer on the platform, you need to think of the head of like, how I'm going to just like, you know, renew my customer. If you bring your first basically employee, you should think of like, you know, not just today that I can afford paying it. It's good. Amazing. But you should think of how I'm going to retain my employees, right? Although it's not necessary to just like, you know, come up with full strategies, like one year ahead of time, but you need to have like, you know, because then you might think you might take different decisions. You might basically act differently and you might like, you know, do, or to basically come up with like, you know, other ideas here. So that was another thing that we did. I'm thinking of actually, because you asked about like specifically about like, you know, a, a mistake that we made, that we made, I'm thinking about like, you know, what did we do if there is exactly something that I can just share with the audience and uh, yeah, I'm not sure there are, again, there are, we do mistakes every day. So, but we don't look at it or we don't just like, you know, say it's a mistake. It's a learning point because we try with every mistake. What we do is that we try to just like, you know, come up with like, you know, a learning point and how we can avoid repeating, you know, those stuff or how basically we can improve things. So what's holding you back right now? Again, I'm thinking of like something meaningful because again, there are tons of things happening like every day, but maybe Maybe something that, yeah, this one, this one would be a good one, actually. Like, you know, on the, one of the areas that personally, I don't have that much of experience or like, you know, I didn't have any knowledge about it up to recently was like, you know, finance, the accounting, you know, the way that we look at like, you know, our basically bookkeeping and everything. And we, we always like, you know, try to be very conscious with like, you know, our funds, how we are basically spending it, how we are kind of like, you know, very aware of like, you know, the situation. We don't want to like overbearing money. So we didn't spend any money on our like, you know, finance part. So we said that, okay, we're going to take care of it ourselves. We are founders. We're going to find a way. There are tons of good materials out there. We're going to do it. And this was like almost like a year ago when we started. And then one year passed and we were like, okay, this is tax season. Let's do it. We started looking at it and we found that, oh my God, we didn't submit some papers and we can't claim back and we lost a lot of money there because we were not ready to just like, you know, spend enough, like, you know, on a service or someone that can help us like, you know, do it early on. So that was kind of a learning with a bit of like, you know, money burn. Going back to what I mentioned, you need to just like, you know, bring advisors in every area. It's not something you can always do it yourself, but you need to at least think of like, you know, everything ahead of time and just like, you know, at least review this with someone to make sure that 
you can do it. There's nothing, no problem in it or something. Okay, good, good. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? They can reach out to me through my email, of course. My email is melod at pkitch.com. They can reach out to me there. I'm on Twitter, melod underlines abihi. They can find me on Twitter as well. I'm more than happy to help, like, you know, of course, brands that they want to get access to data, anyone that wants to just like, you know, even test the platform and see how it works. I'm more than happy to help other entrepreneurs in terms of like, you know, sharing resources on the fundraising side, on the marketing side, that's, that's my expertise. And of course I'm open to just like, you know, talk with any other person that wants to just like, you know, share their thoughts or if they have good ideas for me, I'm more than happy to hear that as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much. So I'm thinking maybe there was a question you were waiting for me to ask that I didn't come up with it. So what question might that be? And what's the answer to that unasked question? I think the, maybe the question is, what is holding back consumer brands from getting access to insights? And basically right now it's nothing with Peakage. They can get access to insights right away. It's super fast. They can just like, you know, get answers to their hot questions or like, you know, to whatever they have in mind, their hypothesis, they what they want to validate in just a matter of like, you know, days. So they can just come to us and we're going to just help them to grow exponentially. Excellent. Excellent. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing the story of your company, what you do, how you differentiate yourself. And then thanks for your candidness on how you went about building your business and are continuing to do so. So thank you once again. For sure. Thanks for having me. It was an exciting conversation. Beautiful. So everybody look in closing, let's focus on this single fact. And that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And number three, leveraging high performance teams. So thanks for listening. Thanks very much, my friend for sharing your insights with us once again. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, for sure.